Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Howdy, what's your name? Hey guys, I'm Phaedra. Floridian, Howdy. fell in love with Sedona, moved to Arizona. Nice. Are you living in Sedona? No, I oh. just thought there weren't enough men there, so I'd never find anybody. <laughs> but I'm in this big city, I still haven't found anybody, but it's okay. <laughs> so I've been following you guys for many years. I've got rid of the Barbie dolls and the Cabbage Patch Kids my mother sent me and my brother's G.I. Joes. I've got two empty bedrooms upstairs in my house, and I was able to create an online business with the money I saved. So I'm really excited, but one of the things as self-employed is medical insurance, right? And I think when you get 35, you get that letter in the mail that like, tells you you're old and your rates are going up, and it's approaching $680. And I just fell down the stairs on 4th of July, and I broke my back. And I owe four grand, but the hospital charged 64 grand to my insurance. So what do you guys do for insurance, and what's some things you've heard? Because mm. you're screwed either way, right? <laughs> so, so first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your back. I have, I have just tremendous back issues and have ever since I was 13. I, someone tackled me while we were playing ice basketball. <laughs> now, for those of you who live in Arizona, ice is this... Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, and so I've had a lot of trouble for the last uh, 20... Three years? Is that math right? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah, and so uh, I'm rapidly approaching 21. Um, no, I, uh, uh, I've had a lot of issues, and, and I've had to deal with it, especially the last two or three years. Like, it's really caught up with me. And so I, uh, I can quite literally feel your pain. Um, a couple years ago, I was waking up with 10 out of 10 excruciating pain, like the type of pain where you're not sure how you're going to get through the next second. Um, it, was, it was truly unbearable, like the definition of unbearable. So I, I, can, I can say that without your health, you have nothing else. When you're in that kind of pain, like there's nothing else that matters to you whatsoever. And so once you get past that and you've been able to dull the pain, and even now I'm in pretty bad pain, uh, but I, it's nothing as bad as it was a couple years ago. Um, I've, had to, I've had to focus on my health and refocus on my health. Uh, in fact, today uh, we had this TV interview at 4 o'clock, and Ryan was kind enough to take it on, on his own because I, I needed to A, get some rest, but B, I, had to do, I, I have to do an hour of physical therapy every day. And so I'm still doing, I'm still doing that. And so taking care of your health is really important. And, and the, the best health insurance I have is focusing on my health first off. I know that sounds like a platitude. But in addition to that, um, yeah, I, I have regular health care. I have a high deductible plan. And uh, it costs me, it's expensive. It's almost $300 a month. And, and, um, but the way that I can afford that is if I don't have to use it very often. It, I think, I think, we all realize, no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, blue or red team, or somewhere in between, or if you're just outside the system altogether, we all understand how broken the healthcare system is. I can't go to a doctor's office and say, hey, what's the price for an MRI, which I had to have last year? I walked in, I said, how much are you going to charge me for this? And they said, oh, I don't know. 
okay, well, how much am I going to pay? Well, we have to work all that out with the insurance. Okay, well, what if I didn't have insurance? Then what, what would you charge me? Well, we'd have to send you the bill after the fact. So, yeah, that's a great plan. I, <laughs> I go buy a Toyota Corolla, and they'll send me the bill later. We're not going to tell you how much it costs. <laughs> right. And, and so I, I, I think we have, we have a broken system. And, and the best way to avoid ridiculous yeah, bills is, is to o- use use the system only when in, in case of emergency and uh, I also have an emergency su- fund saved up in case I do have an emergency that will cover that that high deductible and so that that is the uh, the plan I have I don't know I mean I know that healthcare costs in Arizona are actually higher than than what I'm paying at least from what I from what I understand um, but having a high deductible plan has been my best plan yeah I think the only thing I would add to that is there, there are expenses in life that we have, and that's always going to be the case for the vast majority of people. Um, minimalism, for me, it helps me to budget correctly, and it helps me to, uh, again, like align my, my short-term actions with my long-term values and beliefs, and health is like, it's one of the most important things. So, uh, in the beginning of this talk, when I talk about, hey, you know, I'm not talking about a perfect life. I'm not even talking about an easy life. I'm talking about a simple one. And I say that very deliberately because we often confuse simple with easy. And simple is difficult. It is not easy. Going with the flow is easy. Not having health insurance, that's easy. But what happens is when we go with the flow, well, we eventually, you know, we end up at the falls, right? So, um, I guess that's really my way of saying, like, yes, health insurance is very, very expensive. It is not easy to pay for it for yourself at, when you're self-employed. Uh, it is a necessity, though, and it is difficult to meet that need. Um, I wish you, like, way more than luck, but, like, since you already have, like, these awesome principles instilled in yourself, like that 4000 bucks that you owe right now, you're, you'll probably get that paid off a lot sooner than, than a lot of other people if they were in debt 4000 bucks. Um, <clears throat> I happen to think that um, the less Barbies and Cabbage Patch dolls will help with the man situation, by the way. <laughs> 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 just for the record, just for what it's worth. Uh, my um, uh, family of four, my, uh, my wife and I, we use a uh, health sharing um, network. Um, <laughs> I totally set you up. <laughs> we use a uh, use a healthcare sharing um, program. So rather than sending money to an insurance company, we um, we send it directly to people who um, who need uh, who need the funds. Um, MediShare, um, Samaritan Ministries, a couple of the couple of the options. That's what um, that's what we use. All right, I'm, I'm getting the time signal from Sean, so I think we can probably squeeze. Can we squeeze one more in? Maybe. Okay, he's, he's saying one. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize to the other people that are in line, but the, eventually the theater will kick us out and, and charge us a bunch of money that we don't have because I have to pay for health insurance. <laughs> Howdy, right. what's your name? Uh, my name is Rachel Garcia, born and raised in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, welcome. Um, thanks. Um, I'm geeking out right now, too, so sorry. <laughs> um, I want to ask you guys about how you deal with 
or suggestions to deal with anxiety when trying to get rid of items. I know there's a lot of people that suffer from mental anxiety and OCD and things like that and just ways that you can suggest to actually get rid of stuff because it's, it's hard for some people to just let stuff go. So, do you have OCD? Do I have OCD? Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's my mom who I dragged with me. She's half the people. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask, did, did you bring your doctor with you? Um, uh, no. uh, okay, so it's not other people that are diagnosing you with OCD. Yeah, you, you know that you have OCD. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you. So as, as a, a fellow person with o OCD, um, do, are you more obsessive or compulsive? I'm both. <laughs> Which is stronger? I would say probably obsessive. Things have to be a certain yeah. way. I don't like people cleaning for me because I have to. It has to be done a certain. I'm like super obsessive. Yeah, yeah, uh, same way. So I'm I'm more obsessive than I am compulsive. And I could tell. I I was hoping that was your answer because usually the people who are obsessive, but because the compulsive people, they'll just get rid of stuff really easily because it's a compulsion, right? And then. And, and, and then it's like what Ryan was talking about, you're out there directing traffic in a loincloth. Um, but, uh, and, and so the question revolves around anxiety. And I, I'm, I tend to, to be more anxious than, than most other people because I'm, I'm uh, constantly uh, obsessing over, I'm, I'm neurosing over the smallest little details, the the things that don't matter. And, and what I've realized over time is that all the anxiety that, I am, that I'm carrying with me, whenever I am carrying it, I picked it up. And like anything that I'm carrying, I have the option to set it down. And that is much easier said than done. But there, there are times when, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm when I'm stressed, when I'm feeling discontented, it's, it's the wrong kind of living in the moment. It's actually not living in the moment at all. What we're obsessing over is some hypothetical near-term future. I'm worried about what th someone else is going to think about me tomorrow. Um, some of the most difficult nights for me are an hour after these shows because all I do is neurose over all the things I could have said. I, ha I have all the best answers three hours from now. <laughs> when, thank you. When, when I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I should have said this, and what about that resource, and why didn't I mention this? And it's all this anxiety. But then I realize, like, you know what? What I'm, what I'm searching for there is some sort of unattainable perfection. And yes, there are some nights that are better than others, but I'm never going to achieve that, that perfection. And if I can't be happy with, with this moment, then no matter what, I'm always going to feel some sort of unwarranted anxiety. I, I would encourage you to just start somewhere small. Like, don't think about all the things you want to get rid of. Just like pick one thing that you want to get rid of and just start to build momentum. And what, what, what happens, what happened with me when uh, I had 80% of my stuff still sitting in the boxes and I was going through it all and like Josh is over and uh, he's just like, he's helping me separate this stuff into, you know, donate and sell and, 
like he's got this huge trash bag and he's just like sweeping <laughs> a, m- copious amounts of things. And I'm like, no, no, wait, wait, you didn't even like. It's so easy to get rid of his stuff. And, uh, and, and he, he left, and I, and, and I remember, um, like, we had these piles uh, and separated, and it, was, it was, felt really good, like, I was letting all this stuff go. But then I came across this shoebox with um, just some, like, high school memorabilia stuff in it, like a shot glass that uh, they gave us for our senior prom gift. <laughs> what Have a, fun, kids. W- w- yeah. <laughs> what an odd thing to give a... 17, 18 year old kid, um, especially the school giving you that. Anyway, uh, and, and there were like some pictures and some letters my mom wrote and it, just some like memorabilia that it, it really did mean a lot to me. That's why I held on to it. And I remember thinking like, oh, I'm a minimalist now. I got to get rid of this stuff. And I'm like holding that shoe box and I'm like getting ready to walk over to the trash. And I'm like, I can't. I'm like, I really, I was like looking, you know, kind of looking at the shot glass and stuff and started, you know, to trigger some memories. And, and then I really started to think about these letters that my mom had written me in high school. And I remember uh, reading those and how they made me feel um, really, really good. Just s- some, some very intimate letters that my mom wrote me. And, you know, what I did is I was like, okay, I'm going to pick one thing out of this box and I'm just going to start there and see what happens. Uh, I could... Uh, pick a letter. I could uh, put it in the trash, or I could scan it, put it in the trash. If I don't sleep, if I didn't get any sleep, then I could wake up the next morning and totally take that back out of the trash. So I pulled a letter out. I read it. The funny thing was, after I read this letter, the memory I had of reading the letter was so much better than actually reading the letter, if that makes any sense. So that was like my first lesson was that the memory I had was actually better than reliving it. Um, the other lesson I learned too was when I threw that out, I didn't even realize, like I didn't even think about it until I got home like the next day, uh, you know, I was taking out the trash or something. And I was like, oh yeah, the salt sitting there on top of the trash. And I'm like, oh yeah, that letter. And I realized like, yeah, this is not that bad. And I went and I took some pictures of stuff and scanned some letters, and then I, I got rid of that whole shoebox. But the only thing I want to add to this is the fear that you feel or that anyone is feeling to let something go and how it's going to you know, have this huge negative uh, effect on one's life, that anticipation is not even close to what reality is. So starting with one thing and getting that momentum, it will help you see that it's, it's, it's ma- you're making it a much bigger deal in your head than, than it actually is. But yeah, I certainly would encourage you to like go just throw away everything. Just start small, build some momentum, and, and keep it going. Uh, I might speak in, uh, in, more, in more general terms. I, I, I think I find that, well, minimal, minimalism is... Um, as much an internal journey as it is external, um, I find that, uh, Matt, I kind of appreciate it. There's a round of applause when you asked your question. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, obsessive behavior or, or anything, the, the, the process of getting rid of things is, is very difficult for, um, for people, I think for most people. Uh, there's probably a small percentage that can ride a dumpster and throw everything in, but, but most people are, are kind of going through this inward journey 
Um, but I think that all the questions that we ask ourselves are good questions. I think it's, why is this so hard for me to get rid of? Like, why is this so difficult? That is a, that's a hard question to ask because we don't always like what we find. Um, or why did I buy all this in the first place? Why is it so hard for me to get rid of? Uh, these are, are difficult questions to ask ourselves, but, um, but they're important. And, and when we start to realize what, what is motivating that, that behavior, I think then the next question is, okay, is this an attitude? Is this a thought that, that's helping me become the person I, I want to be? The, is this an attitude that's helping me live the life that I want? Or is this an attitude that's keeping me from, from getting there. And so um, whether it's your specific situation or, or any person's specific question, uh, situation, the, the questions are hard, but, um, but don't, don't fear away from them. I, I think sit in them for a little while and, and learn about yourself through this process. It's, it's uh, internal as much as it is external. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the question. Thank Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Every little thing that you gotta have Every little thing that you gotta have you gotta reach for, and you gotta grab. Oh, I bet that you'll be fine without it. So tear your eyes away, or tear. 